I find it funny sometimes when I hear Ian cuss. He's just so innocent. You know, I think that that's a new persona that has kind of adopted onto me. Because before, I think before Ashley, I was kind of a chaotic evil or even a neutral. I would say chaotic neutral, at least. Because you never were trying to harm anybody. You just definitely wanted to disrupt the pond. You know, you were just (laughs) throwing some heavy rocks into the water at times. But now I'm just like, oh, hi. How are you guys doing? Yeah, exactly. It's a transformation I think you didn't even expect it yourself at a point in time where you were like leaning into that like chaotic lifestyle where you're like, I'm just going to just be, you know, as punk and crazy in the world (laughs) as I can be. And then, but here you are now just so put together. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I think, yeah, more put together than I've ever been before for sure. Yeah. I I could be a little bit more put together. Couldn't we all? Uh, Oh yeah, definitely. You, not me. Um, we're all yeah. we're all a one billion piece puzzle. You can only expect to put so many pieces together. True, so That's, fast. Oh, damn! That no, doesn't make any sense. Nose to dramas. Nose, no, <laughs> nose to dramas. <laughs> nose to dramas over here. Damn! I say nose to the dramas. You're right. <laughs> That's uh, my motto. You know. Yeah. You knows. No dramas to me. Yeah. Gentlemen, let's broaden our mind. Here's Gorlami. Hey guys! Hey, hey guys. guys! And welcome back to Who Watches, watches the, the Watchers? Yeah, all three personalities got to say it at once. <laughs> I I totally was on point with you guys, right? Yeah, there. you did I, it. I didn't mess up. You were right on the same page, same same line. Well, my name's Kenny. Oh, this is Paul Damien. And I, my name's Pete. I don't know. Oh shoot! You don't know who you are. I don't remember. Oh, oh, no. No. <laughs> Uh, this week we're talking about Moon Knight, written by Jeff Lemire. Uh, most of the art by Greg Smallwood, who I would say is heavily uh, kind of a big like um, steering wheel mm-hmm. in this story. And then um, we also pick up some other artists to fill in, uh, like Wilfredo Torres, Francisco Francavia, and James Stoke. Dang. Yeah, who were very exciting to kind of get to see once they actually get peppered in on. You mm-hmm. know, it's one of those things when I see a lot of artists on a book, I'm like, oh no, I wonder Great why job. that happened. But then to see <laughs> something like this, it's like, oh, that's why it happened. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's this is the best case scenario to yes. have. You know, three or four artists listed on a on a book, but. Holy shit, am I glad we fucking got here. You yeah, know, I was definitely. kicking and screaming to do this book when we did our Moon Knight run, you know, mm-hmm. not too terribly long ago. And you just kept dodging the bullet and you're like, nope, don't want to do Jeff Lemire's <laughs> run. And now I'm I'm so fucking glad we did it because, yeah. dude, this has got to be one of my favorite comic books we've ever mm-hmm. read. It's definitely Marvel comics I've ever read in my entire life. I'm going to yeah. put that out there up front. This book's fucking incredible. Yeah. It's like unbelievably good, and you're right, and it had a pacing to it that it is dense. There's so much that happened and so much to kind of process from it, but it still read at such a beautiful yes. and consistent pace, and I never felt like I needed to put it down. I like had a hard time putting yeah. it down. I wanted to just fucking keep digging into this book because it looks 
unreal yeah. and fuck every every page you, yeah. you, it never takes a break on how fucking unbelievably good it looks um but the experience was just such a fucking roller coaster it was like being in an amusement park you know there's just mm-hmm. like whole every turn was like holy shit now look at this thing <laughs> it's like fucking disney world yeah it's like uh tomorrowland dude i fucking loved it dude it's like fucking uh, uh orlando <laughs> I, uh, there you go. I actually expected a much denser book. Yeah, I was hyping it, up it a little bit. Um, but uh, honestly, there was times where I had to slow down because I was running through it so fast. Yeah. So and I wanted to take more of the story in. So, uh, but I I really fucking enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and the timing of it couldn't have been better. Yes, because of uh where we were at in the show mm-hmm. the moon knight show because i was watching it, it concurrent I, yeah mm-hmm. well after the fourth episode i had watched you know yes week yeah. by week after that but um at that point it was like around episode five and so this was just a perfect tie-in yeah to that point so i when i read this book it was month to month mm-hmm. and i remember picking up each issue and being like fuck, I feel like I have to go back and read the previous issue because it had been so long since I read the previous right. issue. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there was a little bit of delay, and I think that that's why three more artists came in to fill in in the perfect way possible because Greg Smallwood's art, um, obviously he needed some time to cook it in the oven yeah, right. to like produce quality shit that he does in this book. Um, <clears throat> but I think that that's why I remember this book being so much denser is because I think I read it and reread it several times as it was coming out and then I still didn't really get the full picture until I reread it this time yeah. all in one go. You know what I mean? And to read it like that, especially a story like this, would be like trying to look at something through binoculars. You're mm-hmm. getting such a small frame from it and then having to kind of like take a look back that that makes sense that you like it would have been more it would feel like a lot more to process when yeah. you're looking at it from such a tight frame of mm-hmm. yeah, not even monthly issues. I'm imagining they're coming out farther apart than that sometimes they would come out yeah inconsistently it wouldn't be like month to month it would be like six weeks or so like that you know but still it it was coming out frequently enough to where it was it was hitting that bill and i remember thinking at the end of this 14 issues i was like there's there's no way lemire's off the book why (laughs) why jump off now you know um but lemire's writing is so easy so good so Mm. it just cuts through like butter it's just so perfectly, you know, digestible. It it doesn't try to fuck you up. It doesn't try to, you know, and if it flips the script, it doesn't do it in a harmful way. You yeah. know what I mean? It, he's really, he knows how to guide you through an unhinged story like this. And you know? be considerate Definitely. to all characters for the most part. And that's the juggling act I think is so impressive for him is he exactly, no one really gets the short end of the stick in his stories. I mm-hmm. think he really does a great job of giving everybody like their due diligence or, you know, like the time and the, the light. Yeah. And I really mm-hmm. felt that in this book. Like, I really feel like this got me to understand the personalities of Moon Knight more than anything else I've ever really experienced up until this point. Um, and I really think that Jeff Lemire understood Mark Spector, Moon Knight, better yeah. than anybody else we've read up until this point. It's like each Moon Knight book we picked up got the concept a little bit better, in yeah. my opinion, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. For sure. Of yes. how I think maybe at least we want Moon Knight to be, yes. which is just this incredibly internally conflicted character. And that's why this book's badass, because how much of this book actually happened? Yeah. You tell me, because we don't know. You know, no one, Mark Spector definitely doesn't yeah. know. And that's the writing is perfectly. Like uh, it reflects that, you yeah. Know? So I think real quick we get the four like 
additional characters that help Moon Knight mm-hmm. throughout his travels, right. being Crawley, Marlene, Frenchie, and Gina. Marlene being his estranged wife. Uh, Crawley is a homeless man who used to be an informant for Jake Lockley. And then Frenchie being his, like, Alfred. Mm-hmm. But also, like, um, he would develop all his weapons. He was like, Q? Is that the character from mm. James Bond? You know <laughs> sure. what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, and then Gina mm-hmm. is, you know, mm-hmm. also, she kind of informs him sometimes, but she also runs the diner that they all go to all the time. <clears throat> and so they're in his mind. Or are who, they? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah. Because at the beginning of this book, they're all in the psych ward, which is fucking dope to me. I was like, how he knows he's like Jeff Lemire knows I want to write all these characters and if I have to fuck up his brain I can't they either have to be figments or they also have to be fucked up with him mm-hmm. and I want to play with them and they wouldn't be able to play along if they weren't also fucked up you yeah. know what I mean so it's just this perfect way of just like it's spitting them out into this world where it's like it's the Overvoid and New York on top of each other yeah and it's fucking dope. I love it. It's so cool. And this is also where I hoped the TV show would go, mm-hmm. which we're not going to get into it yet, but it kind of did. Yeah. Yes. But when I watched the first two or three episodes, I was like, oh, it might not ever get to what I want out of Moon Knight, but I'm enjoying it. What we're getting so far, because it felt like Indiana Jones, James yeah. Bond type <laughs> yeah, shit, exactly. but we'll get into that later. We'll get yeah. into that later. But no, you're right. I think the show <clears throat> definitely obviously looked at this comic for most of its inspiration in a lot of ways because there was a lot of things that ran in continuity but you're right uh i think the book starts off at such a quick and merciless pace where we're just in it Mm -hmm. right out the gate from page one uh and it never really gives you it never really holds your hand and giving you information it definitely Mm -hmm. demands that you kind of pick up and keep yeah keep up and understand where you're at and so it takes a little bit of knowing the character before you could pick up this comic but i, I think agree. that's where this show is going to be a benefit to this character is like people will expose themselves to the show and now stuff like this will be so much more digestible just yeah. to the masses in that way so i think this book has a bright future and bright future ahead mm-hmm. of it as far as like i could see it just having this massive Dude. explosion in the yeah coming I, up here soon i honestly feel like you could watch the moon knight series and then pick up this book yeah, well, watch mm-hmm. it. Watch the Moon Knight series, not knowing anything about Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could, you don't need anything else to go with it. You know, yeah. Especially in the Marvel universe, they did a really good job of containing this story. Yeah, and um, I, I think, I think if I so, was sorry if I'm distracting no, you. Yeah, You're yeah, distracting you me. are. <laughs> um, I think if I was a viewer, I would like to watch the show before reading it. Yeah, to be honest. Um, well, and that's even what I'm saying yeah. is that I don't think a random person could pick up this book and start reading it and that's fair. and understand what's going on. They'd be like, mm-hmm. "What the fuck is even happening right now?" You know, they'd yeah. just be confused by the end of it. Where us, obviously, knowing who Moon Knight and these characters are, it, we could dive into it because it is a little unforgiving in the way that it just starts mm-hmm. yeah. in a crazy place. Essentially, yeah. that's why I was standoffish of doing this previous Mm -hmm. i wanted to read other moon knight shit especially the ellis stuff and especially the bendis stuff because i find that so fascinating i think that was a good lead up to this and and we hooted hard hollered about how the ellis stuff was something that we felt like anybody could just pick up or at least Mm -hmm. i did you know it's the opposite effect like anybody could read that and be like oh this is a cool character he's like (laughs) he's white batman yeah (laughs) so uh, i pulled up this real quick i was looking at sales of this 
like completed trade because I could have swore just a few weeks ago it was like sold out. Oh, really? Yeah. That's how big of a deal this run is right now. Though I, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter being like, don't read Jeff Lemire's Moon Knight first. And I think that leads that's into fair. what we're talking about, which is like, yeah, this is kind of like later game shit. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you have to understand that he's fucked up in the head before you can actually pick this up. Absolutely. Know? They kind of tell you, but you have to be really paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, this is where I wanted the show to go. And this is why <laughs> I kind of put this off until we were to cover the show could on this completely sh- cover it yeah. on this show because i i don't know i just i really loved this book i remember reading it and just being mind blown every week mm-hmm. or every month every issue just like i cannot believe how good this is getting and how crazy and unhinged it's getting you know and just the deception of reality is like my favorite shit dude mm-hmm. like straight up but now let's talk about this book um this book takes place before the Avengers book that we read. Okay, that makes sense. Before yeah. the Age of Conchu? Before Age of Conchu. Do you think, now that you kind of understand a little bit more of like his inner workings of his head and shit, mm-hmm. do you think that Age of Conchu is a betrayal of the character like I was kind of feeling back when we read that book? Yes, Cause, I do. Yeah, I mean, it's like... But not, ne- well, not necessarily a betrayal of the character. Actually, Age of Conchu was great, mm-hmm. but... I feel like it's a betrayal to Jeff Lemire's yeah, version interpretation of, of Moon Knight and arguably the best interpretation of Moon Knight that I've read so far. Yeah. You know, so I, I could admit that very much so. Um, but I still enjoyed Age of Conchu. Yeah. You know? It so, is a fun, bombastic ride yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the cost of a character like Moon Knight, because I would even almost compare it to a character like Joker or something, which is that when they come with a certain level of like insanity just mm-hmm. pre-baked into them, everybody's going to have a completely different approach on how they want to look at that insanity exactly. or like express that insanity. So I, I that's something that I just, I, like I said, I think it's a cost of that, that all these artists are going to just have a very different approach on how they're going to want to represent that yeah. in the reality, mm-hmm. you know? So that's part of it, but I can see how like if I would have read this first, I would have probably liked Age of Konshu significantly less, especially keeping in mind that it's events that are supposed to have happened after and canon lo- and canon yes. logic. I guess True. is the word uh, to it. And so um, really it's just at this, I guess I, all I could argue is it's like he's less insane in the point that he's getting to Age of Konshu. He's gotten a better grip on all of these personalities within him. So he's just more of like a focused yeah. sword for mm-hmm. the fight, you know. But either way, um, I think I still could appreciate all of the writings for what they are because exactly everybody just had a very different I- idea on how they wanted to play with this mm-hmm. toy, you know? Yeah, exactly. Which is so versatile. You know, he is in that way, you know? That's true. Yeah. I, I just think that it's... um, The way Jason Aaron approached Moon Knight, I felt like he didn't understand how a character like what Jeff Lemire mm-hmm. portrays could fit into a super powered world like the Marvel universe. Exactly. Even though this fool, Jason Aaron has written the Punisher several (laughs) times and is now currently running, writing Punisher again. It's just like, do that. Like Punisher is insane. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. I would say he's maybe more insane and street level powerful. Yeah, exactly. And he's just a dude, you Mm -hmm. know? And like, 
I feel like that that's how you kind of have to approach Moon Knight when it's not a Moon Knight book, but he needs to appear in the book. Because imagine Adrian Konshu, but Punisher. Could we imagine Punisher going to Kun Lun and beating the shit out of Iron Fist and taking his power and then going to the moon and stealing the Sorcerer Supreme? Like, does yeah. that feel right? No. So why would Moon Knight have that kind of ability when he's, if anything, just a crazier version of yeah. <laughs> the Punisher? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's That's my whole thing. It's just... Like, the more I think about it, though, the more I get kind of upset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, because it's like, Jeff Lemire's Moon Knight was so healthy. Like, meant, like it was such a good story to talk about mental health and yeah. overcoming your demons and stuff like that. And he, in there, he fucking gets over Konshu, you know, essentially. Yeah. He, he realizes he doesn't need all this stuff anymore. And then, right after that, in the Avengers, it's like, it's like, oh no, he he fell back into it. Yeah, he still needs Konshu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he still needs Konshu. Konshu's back. He's real. He's That's actually also so real. True. Yeah, you he's know. he's they're, real. They're like we're he's just gonna make dude. it definitive. He's real. Yeah, and I don't know. It it kind of really like now that I think about it, it really hurts uh, that they would do that to yeah. such a good like story. I know. I know. I know. Was there anything in between? There was Max Bemis's run that I don't think anyone here at the table's read. No, but we were gonna read it. Yeah, we were and gonna we decide not to. Yeah, well, because there's, so, there's so much. There's even few and far yeah. between between the two projects. There yeah. wasn't like any a lot of Moon Knight in. It was just like appearances. It goes, maybe? yeah, it's appearances, and then it's Max Bemis's Moon Knight after Lemire's, and then I'm not sure if Jed McKay had started Moon Knight by the time moon knight showed up for age of conchu in the avengers but it was almost synonymous mm -hmm. gotcha and that's the other disappointing part about marvel comics is that every time someone does something astonishing with the character like this with jeff lemire with moon knight or even with with uh al ewing and in the in the uh immortal hulk oh yeah the next number one has to put the toy back together again so it's mm -hmm. breakable again. You know what I mean? Or in this case, Jeff Lemire mended Moon Knight, yeah. but at the end it's like, oh, no, he has to be broken again. And it, I, I guess mental health, it can be like that. You can relapse in that way, but it, it show us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Show us the the maybe Max Bemis did and we yeah, missed that's, out on it. That's what I want to know. I want to. Yeah. That's the reason I ask because it's like, well, what if he had that? That would actually be a good story. And not to I'd shit, like to shit on the age of Konshu even more, but it's not even like a relapse of craziness because once again they're verifying Konshu is real. You yeah. know, none of these things were <laughs> yeah. crazy. That's it's all factual. If anything, he was sane the entire yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, so, well, he still has DID. It's it's delegitimizing yeah. Yeah. some of the aspects of Jeff Lemire's run, but it's like. The part of me that loves Avengers movies mm -hmm. loves Age of Konshu, but the part of me that loves like WandaVision and Moon Knight loves Jeff Lemire's run yeah. of Moon Knight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like the two different sides of Marvel that I've learned to appreciate. You're going to have your big epic stories and you're going to have your, you know, cooler yeah. indie kind of writing. Um, it's just kind of a bummer that they chose Moon Knight for this like front running uh, story when they, mm -hmm. it was going to be something that didn't reflect the character that they were even going to put in the show yeah. you know it's such a different it's such a deviation from what obviously the showrunners paid 100 percent attention to jeff lemire's run you know because yeah. there's nothing in age of country that i was like oh I, I that was in the show you know yeah. but there's so much <laughs> from this that's baked right into it so yeah, definitely we know who the world wants moon knight to be and i think moving forward we'll never see anything like jason aaron's i hope interpretation I hope again God. i hope they literally need to 
the next Moon Knight book needs to start off with him like in like an Avengers like gel cell. And they're like, he's been raving about a war between Mephisto and Konshu or something. <laughs> and we've had to have him locked up for like three months. Yeah. And none of it was real. All of the Age of Konshu was just bullshit. And none of it actually happened. That would be happened. so sick. That would be the best case scenario to just fucking sweep that shit right under a rug and be like, no, it was just Moon Knight being Moon Knight. <laughs> Unfortunately, if Jason Aaron r- keeps writing the Avengers, they're going to keep mentioning that yeah. shit, I'm sure. Uh, like, hey, remember when New York was pyramids? <laughs> <laughs> what would, how would y'all do a Moon Knight book? Like, I, if, if y'all could follow up uh, the last Moon Knight book. I have, I have my pitch in my back pocket. And you you want to save it? I'm yeah. going to save it, but I... I feel like it's pretty good. I'll tell you guys off. Off, off this. Because okay. yeah. I, love, I love my pitch. But it does go against everything Jason Aaron fucking did. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's talk about this book a little bit more. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're seeing them. They're in a psych ward. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm. it's the psych ward that is very, you know, um, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. There's like lobotomy from a time that doesn't exist yeah more all white walls yeah. yeah yeah and crawley's basically telling specter mark like hey i know what you see and i see it too we can get out of here man mm-hmm. we, we just need you guys you need to summon the fist to conchu you know that kind of shit and this is another thing that i think some people don't play with right or some people don't even realize is that moon knight is supposed to be his fourth personality mm-hmm. it's not yes. it's and that's something that the show kind of does differently is that it Moon Knight is not like Batman to to Bruce Wayne. Yeah. It's another like, personality. They get completely. turned off when he puts that mask <clears throat> right. on. It's a whole other persona that takes over the mantle. And mm. this comic kind of does that. It mm-hmm. doesn't explicitly say like, hey, that's my fourth guy. It's just like he he does dress up as Moon Knight and then he sees a Moon Knight later that is an alter ego all on its own yeah. after we've already seen Stephen grant and yeah. jake lockley in other environments yeah and well most of this movie he's uh a movie <laughs> a lot most of the time when we see him as moon knight he's mr knight he's mm-hmm. not moon knight, True. which yeah. is an another personality yeah as, on top of that yeah so, so but yeah <clears throat> basically from here on out the they're breaking out of this the psych ward mm-hmm. we see that whenever Mark can see with his like conchu vision. Mm-hmm. He sees that Billy and Bobby, the they're jackals. They're jackals, yeah. and I love jackal. Way- jackal is it a jackal? <laughs> jackal. It's a jackal. Jackal. Sorry. Greg Smallwood's art is fucking phenomenal, dude. It's so good throughout mm-hmm. this whole book. It just looks ah, oh, it's so good. I mean, it's it's the reason the book shines. I mean, the writing is so fantastic, but it's the art that like keeps you turning the pages because I was genuinely blown away by. The way the paneling is designed, mm. the way that open space was so like used Util- or not yeah. used or utilized, and the fact that it was just so unforgiving in the way that every page was kind of designed differently. There was very little consistency yeah. in the artwork, but that makes it work for what we're getting, which is a very inconsistent story. Yeah. A very unfaithful narrator who we have to like be second guessing every time we're being experienced to anything because it's like how real is what's happening actually, you know? Yeah, and it's even a betrayal to us, the viewer, because as they're, like, escaping and stuff like that, certain people in their party can't see what Crawley Mm -hmm. and Mark Spector sees. Like, Gina's like, oh, no, that's the E-Train or whatever. And even though it's Anubis on, like, a floating, you know, raft. She's like, it's just a subway. (laughs) 
we getting on the subway? Yeah. yeah. And they're like selling souls and shit. And she's yeah. like, well, I'm just buying a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so to us, the reader, we're like, so was Gina actually, is this a real psych ward? Yeah. And Gina was actually in a psych ward and she sees the world as it's supposed to be. And we're seeing the crazy, or, you know, or the fantasy world with Mark. Yeah. And the brilliance of the book is it doesn't fucking tell you. It doesn't tell you. That's what I love about this book. And I agree. It's mm. the fact that we never get like solid answers. Answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a doctor, a doctor Emmett, who turns out to be Amit. Anuit. No. No, Amit. Amit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Um, or Dr. Emmett, yeah, she's this redheaded woman who never ages because we see her in flashbacks. Oh, and, that's true. <laughs> and he's like a yeah. young adult and she's still there the same age. And so it's almost like, do you think he's projecting Dr. Emmett on every doctor he sees? And is just like, oh, yes. that's, that's Amit. That's Amit for sure. Or do you think he's recounting memories incorrectly? I think... I think all of the above, really. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could potentially be Amit fucking with him mm-hmm. by taking the look of a doctor he had in the past. Mm-hmm. True. Because I feel like... The flashbacks later on mm-hmm. in the story, they're, may, they're they're like real. Those are his real flashbacks. You think so. And the other ones are fake. See, what I'd like to believe is that maybe events like that happened and were similar, mm-hmm. but he's recounting them only to service what he wants to believe in this moment. Yeah, Yeah, fair enough. You know what I mean? It's like selective memory where yeah. it's like he's remembering what's convenient to give him an excuse to yeah, justify yeah. whatever he's trying to do. <laughs> it's so good, dude. Because like um, even the flashbacks, we're, we're talking about the book vi- yeah. vastly now, just super wide. Even the flashbacks where we see him encountering with Bushman and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm more than confident Mark was on the side of Bushman up until he decided to turn guns on all the men. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because like... I think they were even hired by Marlene's dad to protect them because there was like pirates out there. Yeah. And then once Bushman realized how valuable the things in the tomb were, he was like, oh, actually, I want this I just shit. take it. Yeah. yeah. And that's when Mark was like, wait, 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 wait. I didn't sign up for this. You know what I mean? He's like, take my shark grill out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, uh, we'll finish talking about Moon Knight. Or will we? No. Okay, so I have an ad I need to read. We got an email, and so I have an ad read. <clears throat> In theaters this Friday, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks 4, Simon Dies. This one, it says here, this is the one where Simon finally kicks the bucket, kicks kicks the shit, and he's going to pass away. Nice. Theodore and Alvin are going to mourn their brother by going cross-country in an 18-wheeler. That's all it says. It's starring... uh, (laughs) Will Forte. Will Forte. As Alvin? No, as the 18-wheeler driver. Oh, he's unnamed. Oh, okay. Um, And... uh, Sad. 
Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, Theaters M. Night this Friday. Shyamalan. All right. So that, okay. All right. Should have been thank fucking you. Alvin. Um, thank you, yeah. Universal, for that ad. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Back to Moon Knight. Um, I, hope, I hope there's like just one shot of Theodore yelling at Alvin, it should have been you. <laughs> but then Alvin's going to realize he never had brothers. Yeah. If you do They're shouting just personalities, <laughs> if you do shouting bits, can you do it away from the microphone? No. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I'll watch that one. Uh, let's talk about Moon Knight. Which um, one? Moon Knight. Oh. That that crazy dude that runs around in a cape? Yes. Um, so this book's fucking dope. We get to see some more Stephen Grant. Mm-hmm. We get to see that he's producing a show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not unlike what Bendis did. But also that is what I think Stephen Grant did to begin with in a lot of the original 80s comics. Yeah. Much he different... Was a, a movie producer. Yeah, and much different Stephen Grant than what we get in the show. Oh, yeah, for sure. For the sh- sure. That's where the show definitely kind of, I feel like, deviated was how it, it represented each of the kind of personalities mm-hmm. that we got. Because even, like, Mark Spector, even though he is, like, the mercenary one, um, I feel like even he kind of had a different way of, like, acting or being than I would have expected having read you know, uh, Moon Knight comics up into the front. Right. But I really liked that they decided to kind of go the angle they did with the Stephen Grant thing, which was that he was more of like the backseat driver that had, for whatever reason, never really gotten to drive the car for so long that he'd actually like be able to create a life for himself. Are we talking about know? the show right now? Yeah. Oh, sorry. okay. No, I was so confused. Sorry. I was like, I, <laughs> I guess that I get, yeah, as I feel like the show deviated from where the char- these characters had maybe been a little bit more like decided yeah, on like yeah. how their personalities would be like the show yeah. really decided to like take away or take its own angle on that but in a good way that helped it benefit for the story it was trying to tell yeah that's all i'm getting at like jake lockley in the comic books was literally inspired by taxi driver mm-hmm. and that is that idea of that persona so real quick i looked it up i looked it up like when did these alter egos become like DID kind mm-hmm. of disassociative personalities. And it wasn't until like issue 27 or some shit like that. I'm, I'm not going to quote it directly, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's weird because the, the writer who had been writing werewolf by night, which first showed moon, moon night and then later it deviated into its own book. Um, his name was Doug Monch. And when there was, I think he dropped off the moon night book and literally the first issue that he dropped off of, a man named Stephen Grant, a real-life man, wrote the book and insisted that they were alternate personalities, that they were mental like disorders that became the DID that we know today. And, and he made himself one of them. <laughs> no. So, Stephen, <laughs> that's, that's so crazy is that Doug Monch, or Monch, whatever his name is, yeah. he had created the alter egos already. Jake Lockley and Stephen Grant were already in the book, but they were just, they were costumes. They were that, aliases. That Mark would put on, much like the, the Moon Knight costume. And so... And he, they mention it in Jeff Lemire's run. Yeah. Once. Yes. Yeah. And so... It, it was like there would be jokes in the Moon Knight run that Doug Monch was writing where one of his friends or, or someone would come by and be like, man, it's almost like you have multiple personality <laughs> disorder. And he would like explicitly be like, no, I don't. You know, it's like they were insisting that they were alter egos yeah. until this 
one comic book writer that happened to be named Stephen Grant was got that? on the book and was like, actually, I like that idea more. And he's like, and I'm one of them, so... <laughs> yeah, might as well. But it's crazy. It's It plays into that idea of like Stephen Grant making a thing of mm-hmm. his life, but it... Mm-hmm. It goes even more meta when it's a real dude named Stephen Grant <laughs> making the personalities. Validating it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So I found that super insightful and, and, and interesting. And it's a perfect uh, history for Moon Knight, in my yeah. opinion. For Of all the characters, that's like the best character to have that kind of storyline where it's had, he had someone literally named Stephen Grant come in and be like, <laughs> nah, this guy's crazy as balls. Yeah. Um, I guess we can talk about how the rest of this book plays out along with the show because yeah. the tail end of the show is very synonymous in a lot of ways to this. Mm-hmm. or at least episodes four and five because mm-hmm. episode six then deviates into its own thing as yes well. but um yeah where do you guys want to start who who wants to talk about something they <laughs> like <laughs> let's talk about the show fuck it yeah. well i really enjoyed when you first go into the mental hospital in the show oh okay. like it well let's way... start, let's set it up let's well no yeah well, I mean, he's kind of just, it's just scene change. Like, mm-hmm. he's yeah. literally, he gets shot, and then the, it goes into him waking up in the in the mental hospital talking to Dr. Harrow. Right. And then um, Dr. Harrow I mean, Harrell's that's, that's not exactly what happens. Dr. Glass Shoes, that's yeah. what I like to call him. Because what happens is, mm-hmm. actually, he wakes up, and he's in a wheelchair, and we see Marlene mm-hmm. is oh, also in right. the hospital, and- at first, we're just like, what is this supposed to be? And I didn't even put it together. I was like, is this heaven? What the fuck is happening right now? Because I was so sure the show was never going to get to where I wanted it to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I knew it was going to. Because I had seen up to this when I talked about talked about it to you last. No, uh, okay, I get what you mean. But when you watched episode four, did you anticipate the ending like that? No. I didn't. I mean, I didn't anticipate episode six. If that's what you're saying, no, episode or, four. Because at the end of episode four is when it turns out, oh, he's I, in a mental hospital right yeah. now. No, yeah. I when I saw that part, I was like, oh, this is perfect because they're they're essentially just letting you know you can't really believe, yeah, what they're telling you. The show is, and that's what I was hoping for. It a lot. A lot of the show, in my opinion, is kind of brilliant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm how it displays only Stephen Grant first. And it doesn't give you the origin. And it kind of just inches into, like, what the fuck is happening? Right. And I think it's... I wish more... I, I hope most people going into the Moon Knight show have no familiarity with Moon Knight mm-hmm. to this point. You know what I mean? I, I agree. I think that the show, it's not what I wanted out of the show, but I think it does a pretty bang-up job, especially mm-hmm. the first portion of it yeah getting you to what you want you know what i mean and i think we're both in that same boat because my biggest worry was that it was just going to be an origin story of moon knight and in a lot of ways it kind of is but Mm -hmm. it also completely wasn't you're right because right out the gate from episode one we're introduced to someone who's obviously already been moon knight but doesn't even know it you know and i loved that aspect i really actually enjoyed episode one a lot because i really liked falling down the rabbit hole with Steven, you know, and I thought the Mm -hmm. design of it was very well done to kind of introduce you to exactly who this character is and what his struggles are in a very kind of like backwards way, which is that it's not like these are his troubles and this is the trouble they got him into. It's like, oh no, this he's been so troubled before that it put him here because he can't even cope with reality anymore. So very, very well designed. Um, And 
and giving this character the due diligence that Jeff Lemire gave. You yeah. know, that's just it. That's why I'm mm-hmm. confident we'll never get a Jason Aaron kind of thing again because this is now cementing cemented the idea, the idea of who this character is. That's a good call. I didn't I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. But I think the show does a really good job at giving both personalities their own motives, mm-hmm. their own personalities, their own histories, their own wants, their own, you know, just, I, I think I said motivations already, mm-hmm. but motivations, like, it's just so good at making these two separate people feel like real people. As to where in the comic books, it always just feels like, who knows? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who knows what's going on in Stephen Grant's mind? Because he's just as confused as the reader is a lot of the time. That's you know so what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I, so I, I really paraded the show for doing what it was doing. I love that they couldn't necessarily ruin his costume. Like uh, they've ruined a lot of other yeah. characters' costumes. What do you mean by that? Like, like how they all look the same and shit like uh, that. Like and the Eternals you, curse, yeah. yeah. And you can't do that with Moon Knight. Yeah. Like, I mean. Just, it feels almost impossible. The mummy wraps yeah. look fucking dope, but dude. I like the suit. You couldn't get into Mr. Knight? I I, I liked Mr. Mr. Knight. Mr. Knight's fine too. No, the the mummy the mummy thing aspect looks cool and fine and everything like that. Well, the show ends in a certain point. I'm not going to talk about the ending just yet. Yeah. But yeah. I hope it's at a point where if Mark decides to put on a suit again, it's a homemade suit that looks like the comic book suit. Yes, I would like that too. And then, fucking Stephen would just make a, a homemade suit. They would also look like the comic books. Yeah. And then Jake can do the mummy thing. Jake can do it. Yeah. He can be the mummy boy. I didn't care too much about the healing suit. What healing suit? Cone shoes. That suit heals them. The mummy wraps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the mummy wraps and Mr. Knight suit. Yeah. Any, when he's in the form of Moon Knight, it's healing. I mean, that's where we kind of got right in the middle, which was that we got a grounded, definitely like mentally troubled mark specter in moon knight but we still had heavily mystical evidence that he is a definitely powered person right. you know he's got this suit that he can just magically you know yeah, com- turn on summon. it's, it's yeah. healing powers and he obviously had like more than human strength yeah, that time strength. he has superhuman strength at times so and so i want to talk about this yeah so the show cements that it's really happening conchu's mm-hmm. real and he's really giving him mystical powers but half then and half but right. Yeah. But then the psych ward thing shows that Layla's in the psych ward. Yeah. And Dr. Harrow is only an enemy because he's the doctor trying to help him yeah. come out of his disorder. Mm-hmm. Dang old glass shoes. Yeah. And then so it's just like it's playing on the the Mark or the Jeff Lemire idea where it's like, is this reality? Is this not reality? But then by the end of the show, it tries to tell you that it is reality, especially with the post credit scene and just everything. So it's just like, where could it go from there? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I don't know. I don't even remember the post credit scene. Did you happen to see it? I might not have. It was after, yeah, it was post credits. Maybe yeah, it did. did. Do you want to? I don't remember. It, yeah, you can tell me. I don't care. So it's uh, Jake Lockley. You don't see his oh, face. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he takes yeah. Harrow out of this Sinkovich mm-hmm. mental hospital, which is one of the big artists that wrote or drew I, a lot of Moon Knights. I need to give you that fucking Batman poster. Oh, yeah. Still in the fly fucking truck. Um, but yeah, he takes him out of the the mental hospital, puts him in a limo, and then Conchu's sitting in there, and he's like, Hero! <laughs> he sounds like Bane. 
Yeah. And that's then, how I pictured it in my head. And then Jake Lockley just shoots him in the head or whatever. And speaks Spanish. Yeah. Because just Oscar like, hola, como estas? <laughs> Which is literally what I said. He was like, I speak fluent Spanish. We should have one of the personalities <laughs> speak Spanish. And why not make it Jake Lockley? And I was like, you know what? That tracks that even a taxi driver <laughs> would, would like yeah, be, be bilingual. Yeah, be yeah. bilingual so I kind of loved it. I was, I was waiting for Jake Lockley the whole time. I was like, I don't remember his name, but <laughs> there's a I'm, third guy. Yeah, there's a third guy in there. Did not expect him to show me like Adios pendejo. <laughs> <laughs> and then Danny Trejo's there with him. Yeah. <laughs> Machete fucking too, dude. Moon Knight strikes, yeah. you know? Munchete. 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 Oh boy. Um, but yeah. Everybody should read this book, honestly. Everyone, and I anybody agree. who even remotely enjoyed this show for what it was should definitely read this book because, mm-hmm. in my opinion, this is still the better version of that story. You know, yeah. this is still that in an even deeper and grander way because we get personalities of Mark Spector in this book that are fresh, fr- brand new, fresh, yeah. and so fresh that they're barely even like designed completely. <laughs> they're just like turning to dust. They're and just, they realize they're not real. They're just know? a concept. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like the worst Pinocchios. They're like, I'm not a real boy. And they just <laughs> fucking turn to dust. Yeah. The last five issues are the best. Yeah. Where it, it's sen- it's doing the the two President, stories yeah, mm-hmm. at the yeah, same time. Past. Those are the ones that it's like, this is what you can tell Jeff Lemire is ramping up to. But there's weird threads that aren't picked up right in mm-hmm. those last five issues. Because I think Jeff was told... You only got five issues left. Gotcha. And it's like the stuff like where there's that Moon Knight personality that shows up at the top top of the pyramid that takes Marlene away from him. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, what happens? Where's Marlene now? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I think Fr- Frenchie dies. And I think it's because Frenchie's actually dead in real life. And so he had to kill off that. He had to die. Yeah. He, he couldn't make it out of the story. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like this weird stuff where it's just like it doesn't you don't know. Jeff Lemire obviously was like, I have to abandon some of that stuff because I can only do. I only have so much ending. time. Right. Honestly, I feel like um, everything was in Moon Knight's head. It has to have the whole time because like the only people you see are mm. people he knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The entire story. Yeah. Like he never he never sees Gina's two sons yeah her boys because he's never boys. met them <laughs> yeah That's like true. he's only That's heard he's only heard her talk about them and he says that yeah so yeah but i i would definitely recommend this book to a lot of people but with that being said um take it with a grain of salt because like this book is it's a lot yeah it's, it's a, very so, grand. Yeah, so you have to like really pay attention to what's going on. Can I ask you, know? you guys, do you want Conchu to be real? I think because I like the reality we've created that we kind of enjoy the aspect of it, none of it being real a little bit more. And that the fact that it's just this man that has driven himself to such a point that he can, I mean, possess, possess himself with the powers of a moon knight, you know, when yeah. he needs to, but none of it's actually anything more than his willpower, you know? He's the, he's the Green Lantern, bro. He's, it's all willpower. He's Punisher. Yeah, he's Punisher. He's freaking Daredevil, you know? Um, What about you? Do you want Khonshu to be real? Yes, but I want Khonshu to be real in the sense that, um, like, like, it is 
kind of in Mark's head, but like it's to the point where Mark's given so much energy to this mm. idea of an Egyptian mm-hmm. moon god that it creates an Egyptian moon god. That's you good, know what I, I like mean? That. Like I would, that could be a great way. Like that would been that would have been great to fucking write that. Uh, right after this mm-hmm. yeah you know imagine jeff lemire's moon night ends and then it picks up with mark being like i'm all healthy there was never a cone shoe and then being like no you created me yeah yeah you know it could be even like, just another spirit that just assumes the identity of Konshu, but that spirit is not thinking yeah. that it is it's yeah. just it becomes Konshu. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then it's like daddy and then by the end of the book <laughs> You could have Mark realize that that isn't yeah. actually Conchu, yeah. you know? Because mm-hmm. even the real Conchu in mm-hmm. our real life, our, yeah. our real history, mm-hmm. it's spelled differently. Yes. I mean, there's multiple different spellings. Oh, that's a good call. Yes. That is a good call. But, but And the way they spell it here is one of those spellings. Oh, okay. Th- yes. Those idiots wrote in pictures. We don't have to spell any other words. <laughs> True. <laughs> those idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they knew how to move those giant rocks, and we didn't. Okay. Somehow. Well, they had moon gods and you shit. Know, yeah. If our language was just comic books, just pictures the whole time. That'd be badass. <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit more about the show now. So, yeah, the first four episodes, it really portrays that Layla understands that he can summon this magic suit, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. he's magic, that Steven has to deal with Mark and Mark has to deal with Steven. There's, I think, episode two where the one man who passed away in the skiing accident Mm -hmm. who's, like, riding horses and, like, jousting in his backyard, all of that shit, man. I was like, I don't give a fucking shit. Yeah. Well, that was supposed to be set up for him being the bad guy in season two, apparently. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that wholeheartedly, but it's, I I can't believe that episode happened because like, yeah. it's the most un, like, like yeah, you're going to unnecessary. Yeah. This hobgoblin acting motherfucker <laughs> in this show, for real, this show is, is, is about enough. Okay. <laughs> It's just I, I found it so unnecessary to anything that was happening. Yeah. That I was a little concerned for the show. But obviously the show I'm glad I waited mm-hmm. to have another episode to watch afterwards because it the next episode just brought me back in. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like if you were watching it week to week, you would have been discouraged to watch the next one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is I have to believe that like they felt the need to bake a certain level of like uh threat into this story because most people would be like there's not going to be a bunch of people with guns like at archaeological sites in egypt you know so i was like they have to introduce these characters to show that there's actual real conflict going around around these items that they're all discussing so much you know so i see it as something like that as well you know that they needed stakes to Mm -hmm. be kind of built upon but I love steaks, I, but Do I would too. never build on top of a steak. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. a waste of meat. That's an unsteady foundation. Oh, I just <laughs> I just used to kill vampires. Yeah. Um, how do we feel about um, fucking? I'm uh, blanking on his head, face now. Ethan Hawke's portrayal as an antagonist in the show. Did I really you, enjoyed it. You did like Arthur Harrow? Yeah. Yeah. I I thought he was a very interesting character. 
And, and is he not a character in any of the books? He is. He yeah. is? Okay. No, I, if anything, I liked him better as like the doctor personality when they were in the yes. mental hospital kind of side of things more than I liked him as like the religious zealot mm-hmm. harrow that was just like in the garbs and like you could just constantly hear the glass in his shoes all the time <laughs> that he was walking. It's like no one walks around like that. I don't care how ridiculously religious they are. The, in the like massive amount of glass that he like put in each shoe. Yeah. It was like a whole cup each. Like, yeah. He's going to break one cup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it was like an entire cup in each shoe. And he's like, oh, that's the good shit right there. <laughs> His feet would be fucked. You know? Yeah. It, I liked it, though. <laughs> you liked it? You were about it? Yeah. And it's like weird little swinging staff thing. Yeah. Like, if anything, I, I, watching the show was like, I was under the impression that the guy that had passed away was supposed to be the villain of this first oh. season. And they had to like retcon the story because of his death. So I was the, kind of the whole time watching being like, oh, this is just because this was like, the oh. second option and was like had to be like quickly mm-hmm. kind of pieced together i thought that's why he was i like don't a, think so though no i don't i guess yeah, not no. either but it, i felt that you, you, he was a weaker villain personally gotcha. to me which was just like this kind of guy just walking around with this. he didn't feel very unstoppable but yet somehow he still very much was he didn't have like it's just because he had followers well and even at times his followers weren't even doing a whole lot like a whole crowd of people watched him kill somebody right at the beginning and it's, then he had like because they believe in it he, he had like two guys to basically just like carry him off and he was like, <laughs> i i think it's it's because um the because of the story they wanted to tell that they couldn't have too much of a villain because they're trying to tell more of a story about a DID patient than Moon Knight. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like. So if the focus was mainly on the protagonist, I mean the antagonist the whole time, then it would tear away from the fact that Stephen Grant is fucking up Mark Spector's life. Yeah. <laughs> so, And I guess that we could argue that Amit is the real actual villain being yeah. like the antithesis yeah, yeah. to Konshu, which is like kill them before they're bad yeah minority report that yeah, shit exactly hell yeah um yeah i mean it someone did their homework yeah and saw how these gods acted yeah. and they're like they would be they would, their ideas ideals would clash, clash. <laughs> and we should make it to where arthur harrow was a former moon knight or vengeance or fist of the mm-hmm. of Konshu. the night or yeah. whatever um, and then he now believes in Amit because why not? Because Konshu's ways failed him. Why True, would yeah. why would Konshu have ever let him go though? That's my question. How did you become like a a previous Moon Knight besides just dying? You know? I think yeah, that's a good. Maybe call. he did die, and Amit brought him back. Well, Amit's been locked away, so yeah. there's no power True. to bring him back. I think, I think it's all fake. Yeah, I think it's all not real. Like it's in his head. I think it's none of it happened. Like I, I believe our, it was two mental cases: Arthur Harrow and Mark Spector, just battling it out, just battle, and Layla, just thinking that they have these powers. They're just like when in reality they're in a hotel room just slapping each other. You know that sounds hilarious. That's kind of what I think is happening. I'd pay to watch six episodes of that. That's my idea. Yeah, right. And I think it it shows because. Arthur Harrow is in a psych ward by the end of the show. The end of the show, Mark and Steven break out of the psych ward mm-hmm. and end up back into the reality that they want to believe is real. Right. And then they have this big giant where literally Amit and Kanchu grow up to be like fucking giant man size yeah. and, and they're battling in the background and it's just like, it's only Marvel if you got the big guys fighting. I feel like I'm That's watching right. fucking Evangelion, you know? <laughs> And so the last episode is fine. 
I like it, and I can tell that they put a lot of work and money into it. But also, it felt like the wrong ending to the show for me in a I lot of ways. That. And then, and a rush job a little bit to yeah. me personally because it was very short and just kind of was like, all right, here they go, they're fighting, it's done, it's over, we're done, let's go, yeah. let's move it's on. A, you know? yeah. We're moving on. Oh fuck, we forgot about Jake. <laughs> oh Jake, Jake, Jake. Uh, after credit team. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, and then so, fucking, Mark and Stephen are now kind of co-opting the body together. They wake up, they're back in London and they're like, Hey, everything, everything's okay. And it could have all been just a fever dream in his apartment. Yes. The whole time. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I liked that a lot. And so I think it, I think it does a great job of letting whatever comes next open ended as hell, you know? And so that's why I hope for like the homemade costume that Mark Mm -hmm. will probably put on. Because it just feels good to him. And then Jake will have the mummy costume. And if Jake actually has a mummy costume or if he's just also using the homemade costume, we'll never know because we'll never have a reliable narrator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Layla was also in the mental hospital, so she's crazy too. You know, it just, it all just kind of flattens out at the end where it's just like, it can go anywhere. I I would... I would just be happy with anything like that as long as it's not too close to Jeff Lemire's run. I want a new story. That's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I would. I still want them to be focusing on the same stuff. Yeah. I want it to be very similar, but not the same story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So where could we plug Moon Knight in next? Well, and that's what I was... My big thing, especially the MCU, is like, how can they use this character moving Secret forward? Secret Adventure. Well... So obviously, Blade's putting together Mystic Spook- Team Spooky, yeah. Mystic, yeah. the Midnight shit. Suns, and um, Doctor Strange can be a part of that. Wong seems to be putting together mm-hmm. a similar team, maybe because there's also Shang Chi mm-hmm. with other Mystic shit. So they, he could really just show up anywhere. It's Mystic City in fucking Marvel right now. Yeah, I think they're leaning too much into the Mystic. Mystic now. The ooh Spooky. It's because it was all cosmic the first time around. Everything yeah. was, you know, True. Infinity War. It was all cosmic with a little oh, bit of mystic sprinkled in with Doctor Strange and Wanda and stuff. But now this is like the era of magic. And I, I, I get it. Yeah. And I think from what we've seen sitting here now, they're I think they're playing their cards right to build a more mystical universe, you know, that the next whole group of movies can kind of build themselves around. So I'm I'm into it. And mm-hmm. the thing is is that, you know, obviously with the multiversal shit, it's like a combination of both at the end of the day. That's true. It's like using magic to make even crazier cosmic shit occur. You know? Yeah. No, I was just thinking, sorry, that like Marvel kind of started off with uh with tech. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so tech champions <laughs> they went to cosmic champions now they're at mystic champions so yeah. they're following the next pattern next is science yeah, yeah. next is science Four. that's a then, <laughs> holy shit in humans yeah and then they'll do skill champions and then <laughs> then they'll get to then we'll finally get x-men mutant oh mutant. no mutant. mutant will be the finale yeah yeah i mean fuck it <laughs> right uh, Moon Knight was good. No, I mean, like, I, we kind of didn't talk about it too terribly much. We kind of went all over the place with the show and everything in this episode. But I want to leave it on a note that this is seriously one of the best Marvel comics I've mm-hmm. read in a very, very long time. Easily one of the best Definitely. I've ever read for this podcast in the sense of uh, being very unique, very different. It mm-hmm. really makes me respect Jeff Lemire 
as a writer you know like it's every time we put that respect on that name i mean yeah we this is what his third book we've done for this podcast now we did sweet tooth and then sentient yeah uh and so we keep coming back to him and i think for good reasons because every book we've picked up from him we've loved you know there's a whole bevy i've been cooking and waiting so we you know i think we're definitely uh, we're gonna have to do a lemire month or something you know like because him and chip zadarsky are now our new you know yeah i think are low-key our new favorite boys so. they've been my golden boys <laughs> <laughs> uh lemire's output is unfucking controllable mm-hmm. that man has like five books a month it seems like but um yeah i can't wait to get into more lemire shit um yeah I, this book love it uh show pretty good yeah i I enjoyed the fuck out of this book. Um, I didn't think I was going to like be this into it, mm-hmm. in all honesty. Um, but picking it up where we did, like I said, with the show, mm-hmm. it it would just it helped. It, it helped a lot. It made it really catapulted me into it a lot more. Um, the book was kind of crazy and all over the place, kind of kind of like this mm-hmm. episode, uh, which wasn't bad. And yeah. you know, I I thought something like that would kind of annoy me, but no, it was, it was it was a consistent story still. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, the show I loved the show, I really did. Yeah, I like the show plenty. Yeah, same. Um, one day I want to put Moon Knight on the Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh. So I'm gonna leave it at I that. Mean, <laughs> he's he's the Moon Knight. So <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Um, real quick, there's these two panels. Or there's this one panel that I see floating around the internet a lot yeah. of Moon Knight talking to Spider-Man. And it's <laughs> where they're they're about to fight Gamora. And Moon Knight turns to Spider-Man and he's like, which one's Gamora? <laughs> and he's like, just follow my lead, punch whoever I punch. Yeah, just punch whoever I punch. A few years prior, that's first of all, that book's drawn by Mike Diodato. Yeah. A few uh-huh. years prior, Moon Knight... Gamora and the Winter Soldier went to the moon together, so he should know who Gamora is. is. And that book was also drawn by Mike Diodato. Well, Mark Spector went to the moon with her. Stephen Grant was standing there with Spider-Man. And that's what I like to say is that Moon Knight is his own personality, so he should know. (laughs) Fair enough, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Instagram. That's going to be in the show notes below. Uh, Rate and review us wherever you guys get podcasts. Uh, Apple Podcasts help us a lot. Um and just just keep on keep it on just keep Fuck on yeah. loving each other and all that good shit. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! Christ. Just turn that button the fucking... fuck down. <laughs> it's because yeah. I had it loud from the God music. Damn. Yeah, have have good health for your brain, guys. <laughs> yeah, you go Great bye job. bye now. Yeah, leave me alone. Well, wait a minute. We'll let you know what we're doing next week but i guess for now we'll see you then or we'll see you on another time bye guys i will see you there or i will see you on another time i said bye guys bye guys